Cars. We absolutely love them. Door Cars is a locally owned automotive group that supports many charitable efforts in the area. We're all about that. Dark Cars offers great pricing on a variety of cars, trucks, sedans, and more. Swing by one of their many locations or check them out at darkcars.com today. idea just came to me oh my god what is it teddy beats should yes. perform the open of hey phrase live at our next live show here at dc improv that's he should awesome be on stage just like i love his just voice come here, he just plays the beat and then all of a sudden he just goes it's, it's a, a podcast. podcast oh my god i love his voice damn somebody make that note everybody all right somebody all right. make that note and i'm email. sure the beats would be down oh my god him coming out live teddy beats by the way is a very good friend of sammy's super talented musician mm-hmm. and uh is totally gonna make it big time along with us oh we know that <laughs> We're all riding each other's coattails, let me just tell you. And so he is going to be huge. He does amazing songs. Tall guy, super cute, baby face. How old is he now? Is he 30? Uh, 29, yeah. He's like, uh, he'll be 30. And uh, he did that song, and I love his voice every time he sings it. It's the most popular thing, by the way. Him coming out live, that would be that would shut that shit down. Oh, it would. It would destroy it. That would. It's a podcast. He's got that, like, sensual voice. Not a kiss, podcast. I think yeah, I'm like I said, I think it'd be down. I just okay, I don't what? here's the thing. I really wish people could see what you're doing right now because it's <laughs> there not, is no if you're wondering why like I'm not really talking so like, you know, I don't know, outgoingly at this moment, it's because Sarah is dangling this massive dick tuxedo in front of me. <laughs> What is, is it called? Okay, all right. By the way, welcome to the Hey Fresh podcast. Okay? I should probably play the disclaimer before I'm we get Sarah into this. I'm Sarah Fraser along with Sammy K. Hit me with a disclaimer. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The oh. Hey podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. Exactly. You need the disclaimer today. So welcome to the show. It is Tuesday. Sammy and I are here. And uh, over the weekend, I, I got a package in the mail. And this is well made, but I'm going to be honest. This is... It's very, 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 very large. So we talked about this a couple weeks ago. A company called Lilo. Lilo. Uh, they have intimate apparel. Came out this year for Valentine's Day and said, buy your man the penis tux, which is a mini tuxedo. Mm-hmm. It's on it's on my Instagram, by the way. If you follow at HeyFrase, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E, you can see a picture of it. And I was like, I have to have this for Sammy. So I wrote the company and they were like, absolutely. We will send you the penis tux. So they sent it and I'm, I've opened it up. And let me just say, this is way too big. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing, like... Let me just see real like Sarah can put her hand through it. I just put it on my wrist. I was wearing it like a corsage. Like and maybe it's supposed way to be a, too big. Like, yeah. I mean in case unless this is going around my balls, there's no way that my shaft is gonna fill this entire <laughs> It's not even close. Like there's no way. As you remind us all the time, you have a squirrel's penis. Can you just honestly, can you just I know you don't like to get naked in front of me, but can you just try it on right now and just see give us like an estimate of like how much is left, how much room is left? Oh my god, left? it's all gonna be left. Jesus, hold on. <laughs> okay, right. Sammy is is taking off his headphones. 
corner. Better not get in trouble for doing this here. Hold on. No, you won't get in trouble for doing this. He's over in the corner on the. Totally flaccid too, so it's not even. No, I can't even look at. It's dude. It's not even. I can't even get anything through. Like you can hold on. It's not even even possible. Like nothing's even sticking in it. No, like it's not even like anything. What do you mean? You can, you can get it around everything? Like, no, like I barely, like it's it's like my finger is going in like this. Like there's so much extra room. Oh my God. I'm done with Sammy, this. there's no way. Are you really that small? No, it's because A, I'm flaccid. <laughs> B, yes, like I'm not like, you know, I'm an, I'm an average wow. man. Average? Okay. I'm average. And oh my god, I love that you just tried that on. That was so funny. I would have to like get like, you know, I'd have to get a little bit more excited, which is kind of tough when you're doing a podcast <laughs> in front of people. And then I'd have to oh like definitely get that like, oh. you know, looped around so I'd have to use my testicles. Like there's no way I could just <laughs> There's just no way. Well, maybe I should take it back. I feel like uh, maybe we could have it taken in. No, just whatever. Febreze it and give it to Dan. No, I mean, I feel like no. I want, oh, oh, it smells good. Oh, I mean, it's oh. fine. Oh, my God. You just smelt it. That's so gross. Oh, whatever. I've smelt my junk before. Why don't you keep it? Okay. I'm sure you have, but no one needed to hear I'm that. I'm pretty sure I can find someone to wear this and take a I could probably pass it around and get like four or five guys to take pictures with this. Really? Could you? Easy, dude. Okay. Guys will always take pictures of stuff like this. Please, please, please. Will you take it and and get some friends to take pictures? Or will you take one when you're... When I'm a little bit more excited? Yes. And then we can put it on hayforage.com. Hayforage.com. It's still not going to fill up anything. They won't even know it's yours. It's still, yes, they will, because we just said we're going to put it up on hayforage.com. <laughs> like, yeah, but you get, excuse me, four other friends. No one knows who's who. They're going to know who's who's. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. I'm sorry, man. I wanted to get you something for Valentine's Day. And I appreciate that. No, I thank you. And I, thank I, you I know, for this. but I feel like it's ended up hurting you. Like you've no, got low self-esteem no, now. No, 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 no. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take it in to get it tailored. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk into the to you know to the to the dry clean by my house and just walk and be like, hey guys, I have a suit. I need tailored. How much? And they're like, <laughs> well, the and I'm just gonna pull out whoosh, the penis tucks and be like, I need this tailored. Okay, Sammy, they're going to call the police. Or maybe they'll give me a deal. All right, well, if you do that, you have to film it. That's amazing. Great. So that way I'm definitely going down as a sexual predator. Oh, God, I it just... No, how can you be a sexual predator? You're an adult man going to an adult establishment. Showing my dick. Asking. That's the, I think that was that line that all of a sudden makes it, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, Sammy, you're God. completely normal, normal, and okay, the line. <laughs> Well, Lilo Lux, look, thank you so much. You guys, it, it's a beautifully made tux yeah, and a really I, nice package. Oh, by the way, here's how to wear it instructions. Oh, is it supposed to go around the gonads? Um, slip into the tux and secure with the band positioned beneath and behind undercarriage. Okay. Ensure bow tie is straight and your demeanor is relaxed. All right. So you right. are supposed to relax it. Okay. Maybe I can't put the... No, no I'm still not going to fit it, I don't think. <laughs> It's These guys are beautiful. Here's the problem. There's a lot of space between the beginning and the, like, b- between where my balls are supposed to be in this. That, like, I don't know if I can do it all. Wow. I'll have to do it. You I'll try You weren't joking it. about that squirrel swing. You, you, just, you just wait. Wow. I'll take a picture later. What a squirrel sack. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. we got a ton to get to. How was your weekend, by the way? Oh, my weekend was fantastic. What's going on in Sammy World? Just Is it still just like snacklings all the time? Tons is it hooking up stuff. with a chick? What's going on? Um, n- Well, n- Yes, I did hook up with a chick. Ooh, but what? Oh, my God. I feel like you weren't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that one. But um, I don't know. I'm what just, happened? I don't know. She listens all the time. I got to stop my. I gotta stop talking. Oh, oh, my God. You hooked up with a podcast listener? Ryan, shut up. Oh, my God. Oh, I love 
this? How'd they find you? Email, Twitter, what happened? Snapchat, what? How'd Instagram, you guys... Instagram message. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my Instagram god. Instagram oh message. God. That's the way of the future. That's the way of the future. Oh my god, I can't believe it. So, did you guys go out on a date, or was there? I know you don't want to say too much. Oh uh, yeah, no. Like we just met up, had some drinks, and then, you know. Wow. So now this seems like it went well. Like she didn't say, "Oh hey, I'm using your uh, punchline on Tinder." To pick up other men and have sex with oh, them. Oh, no, no. This is a little bit better than last time. This is a little bit better than last time. <laughs> this is great. So it went well. It was fun. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Like, I just, you know, I enjoyed myself. I'm just I'm really busy. Like, everyone knows. Like, I'm going to New York tomorrow, which I'm excited about. Yeah. You know? Can you talk about that, by the way? Yeah, I don't care. I'm Wait. going to pick up a bunch of, uh, I'm going to pick up a bunch of stuff for Snacklins. And then I have to, uh, and then I'm going to go see uh, Red Foo at the AOL uh, stage as he does his, like, album release. So Red Foo, by the way, I'm very, you have to ask about this. I just heard that Red Foo, and maybe uh-huh. Google to double check. I'm a big Patriots fan, by okay, the way. Okay. For, for people that are just tuning into the podcast, I grew up in Maine. So I'm a New England Patriots fan, despite their cheating and deflate gate. So I had heard that Red Foo was just on Rob Gronkowski's or Gronk's um, party ship that oh, he yeah. he had he rented and then had people pay tickets for and everything. Mm-hmm. So if that's true, you have to ask Red Foo how that was because Gronk is like he's Supposedly the ultimate it bro. That was an amazing time. I saw videos of him just going ape. Well, he offered the audience ten thousand dollars to have sex in front of them. If we had been on this ship doing a, a pop up podcast, would you have done that? Done you? No. <laughs> For no. 10 grand. No, 10 grand. No. $10,000 could keep this podcast going for like several more months. Yeah, but the mental, like, <laughs> the amount of therapy, I know. I've, been, I've gone so far without having a therapist. I don't want to start one now. Okay, fine. You don't have to have sex with me. There'd be some for guy next to us that would easily do you. That's the thing. Like, I don't understand why it always has to be me having sex with <laughs> well, you. I just don't. Well, I mean, first of all, I know that there's very little chance of disease because you haven't had relations in forever. You're right. So I feel like that wise, it's really, really good. And then. I don't know. I just feel like that small penis is, you know, just really funny. It's funny. It is pretty funny. <laughs> and it speaks three languages. Okay, fine. You don't have to have sex with me, but we're on Gronk's party ship. Okay. And another hot chick comes out and says... It could be anything. It could be a whale. And I'd be like, I'll take that 10 grand. I'll be up there. Really? Yeah. It's not you. <laughs> so, but he couldn't get anybody to, ha- to do it. Were you surprised at yeah, that? Yeah, people are wusses. I feel like... I would have definitely done it. Well, I mean, I think that you realize everything was on social media with Gronk, so the the chances are you would have been filmed. Yeah, so. You wouldn't have cared? <laughs> Honest to God, are you being serious? You would really do that Here's for 10 thing. grand? I look at my I look at my uncles, right? Like, I look at the old people in my family, and I see them take off their shirts sometime when I'm back home, and I was like, holy shit, like, I bet you wish you took more pictures of yourself naked when you look good. And so I'm kind of all down for it. Like, I'm down for all these naked pictures of me. I don't really care. Worst case scenario, someone's going to see them. Look at me and be like, damn, Sammy, you used to look good. So as you approach 30, you are ready to take off the shirt. You're ready to do something. No, like, I've already, like, had so many pictures of me naked out there. Like, it doesn't really, I'm just saying it doesn't, it doesn't phase me. And I think it's <laughs> a good thing. True. Like, as I get older, I'm like, eh, I probably don't want as many because I don't look as good as I used to. But still, I don't mind the ones that are out there. Oh, good. I have a nude portrait of myself hanging in my apartment, Sarah. Oh, that is about true. This. That is true. It was kind of like a Michael Jackson knockoff, right? Uh, David Hasselhoff. Oh, David Hasselhoff. It's all right. They're two white guys. I get it. <laughs> okay. Totally get the confusion, Sarah. That is so right. I need a tissue. 
Oh my God, you crack me up already. Uh, uh, I had a pretty good weekend. I was up in uh, Stanford, Connecticut visiting my gunkles. And you know, I'm sorry this episode is so much about sex. I really didn't intend it to be this way, but I'll tell you right now, my gunkles, as Wait, I call them. Wait, did they do it when they come visit you? At your no, pub? every time I'm there, I find their sex toys. And it's so disturbing to me because they're so old. They're so old. They're 80, one of them is 80 years old. And they travel with their sex toys? <laughs> Don't travel. I traveled to their apartment. Oh, you went to them. The, your penis tux is banging against the microphone. Yeah, whatever. Let it happen, Sarah. <laughs> it's just it's part of the it's part of the the ambiance. The ambiance. So I went up there, and every blessed time, I end up finding toys, and I'm like, oh my god, aren't, isn't there an age when you're just too old for that? It's so disturbing. No, there's not an age. Oh god, I hope so. I really do, folks. I hope that my kids I are... I think if anything, once you get older, you have to start finding different tricks to, you know... Oh, God. To kind of help you even... along the way because you can't, you know, you can't go as, you know, rabbit-esque as you used to when you were younger. <laughs> you can't even talk about it. Uh, so I'm up there staying with them in Stanford, Connecticut. What did you find, by the way? I actually want to know. Was, was it a pigtail? What's that? The pigtail, you know? A pigtail. It's a pigtail butt plug. It's like got a curly cue and you just kind of screw it in there. Actually, that was it. No oh, way. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> no way. No way. Dead serious. It looks like a, t- it looks yes. like a pig's tail. Well, it just looks like, I don't know, but I knew immediately. I was looking for toothpaste. It's this yes. one. Yes. Yes. But it was actually pink. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Oh, God, people. It is so, I know for anyone who's found love toys at their relatives, it's the most disturbing thing. Is this going to be our next sponsor? Pigtail butt plugs? (laughs) Probably, probably. I go to look for toothpaste and I find that. They work when you're 18 and they work when you're 80. (laughs) Pigtail butt plugs. Is that your endorsement? That's my endorsement. Feel free to pay me for it. Anyway, it was a lovely visit until that happened. And then you just can't get that. You know, you go to brush your teeth. You can't get that image out of your head. So awful. I mean, do you, like, ask them afterwards? Because I would have to ask them at dinner. Like, I couldn't help it. I'd be like, hey, what's going on? Can you pass me the bread? By the way, I found this butt plug. (laughs) No, I don't want to know. Really? I don't say anything. I can't help it. If I find anything sexual like that, like, I'll, I'll bring it up. At somebody's house, at your uncle's, your aunt's. Friends, you uh, just yeah. bring it up. Yeah, actually, mom's. Uh, I had a family friend. I was at their mom's house, and I found sex doku, which is like sex sudoku randomly. When I was trying to, I don't know, I was trying to find something in their closet, and uh, like you discover that I thought the dad had weed. All right, so I was digging through his closet trying to steal his weed, <laughs> and I found this sex sudoku. And instead, I was like, whoa. And, like, that was the first thing I brought up when I came out. I was like, yo, you guys like Sudoku? And they're like, yeah. I was like, you guys like sex at the same time? They're like, Sammy, why are you digging through the closet? And I was like, first off, why don't you answer these questions for me? <laughs> that is so, no, I don't want to confront people. You know, I'm very shy in real life. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very, I'm very polite in real life. Really? Couldn't tell by the podcast. Yeah, I know. Well, here I'm X-rated. You know, somebody asked me the other day to describe, like, what we're like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like online, like, if you looked at your um, Instagram, for example, you would think this world traveler, very sweet, you know. But then when you listen to this podcast, it's totally unfiltered. Well, I like to be the yin and yang, you know, right. a little bit of each. So I keep describing the two of us and this podcast. We're almost like Bob Saget. Like for people who knew Bob Saget, right? Yes. Okay. He was a family dad uh-huh. on Full House for years, right? Mm-hmm. Squeaky clean image. But if you ever went to his stand up, 
he does raunchy. like 20 minutes on rape. Like, yeah. it's just a crazy, it's like the most disturbing shit. You're like, this was my childhood dad growing up. Why is he talking about <laughs> having sex with the Olsen twins? This is like so wrong. Uh, That's kind of like Saget. what we are. Yeah, okay. Anyway, We're yeah. like Bob Saget. Like we are like Bob Saget. Uh, you guys, thank you, by the way, so much for listening to this podcast. And please follow us on our social medias. Mine on Instagram, on Twitter are at HeyFrage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E. And then on Snapchat, it's HeyFrage Show. Mm-hmm. Sammy's are on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Are it's all- at Pigtail Butt Plug. <laughs> Stop it. No, it was so disturbing. I love them dearly. And it's like, I just don't. Why? You're too old. No, it is. That's They've great. They've been together you 35 years. Aren't you tired? Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. No. At the Sammy K. S-A-M-Y-K. Um, because when you follow us on social media, amazing things happen. For example, you guys reached out to the food babe after our conversation last Thursday. Oh, yeah. So last Thursday, if you didn't hear the podcast, which was what? Episode 30? Mm-hmm. Episode 30. We talked about that story that wood chips were found in Parmesan cheese at this one plant, this cheese plant in Pennsylvania for castle Not cheese. Not wood chips, but okay. Keep going. Wood particles. Cellulose. <laughs> anyway, we get into it. Sammy thinks that basically there are chemicals in all kinds of foods, and if we want everything, all that's foods... Like, that's how cheese is made. It's a chemical reaction. And your whole thing is if, if we've become accustomed in this world, if we want certain foods as a country all the time, guess what? You're going to have these kind of chemicals and things in them, and don't be alarmed and don't go crazy when you find these stories. Yes, because people here complain all the time, but yet they don't know how to cook. Which I think is disgusting. How many people have, they're like, here's my favorite spaghetti recipe, and they talk about going to buy a package of spaghetti, a package of sauce, and a bunch of meat that they just cook up with some onions and some seasoning. Like, that's not really cooking. You know what I mean? People don't know how to actually take a fresh object and to make it real, but yet they complain about all the shit they have to put in there. Well, how else do you think it gets from, you know, a process plant in Kansas City to your door and it was never refrigerated once? <laughs> no, I get it. And here's my thing is I really do believe we need to go back to, like, everybody having gardens. Like, I think we have to cook seasonally. And I think we do have to get to the point where you have to realize not every food, an avocado is not going to be available to you year-round. Like, it's just not. If we truly want to eat without but GMOs and chemicals. Guacamole. Yeah, well, I know. It's crazy. But where I argue with you, and we're going to have the food babe, because, by the way, you guys reached out to the food babe. So I'm, I'm hanging out on Friday, and all of a sudden I see this tweet getting favorited from the food babe who says, I want to be on your podcast. Your listeners reached out. I was like, holy crap. Sammy, that's amazing. Good. I can't wait to tear a new one. <laughs> So I wrote to her. She wrote me an email, and I said, I just want to give you the heads up. And I feel like, oh, God, Sammy, this is going to go one way or no, the other. I've got some, look, I've got some people on my side. I got Because she is a fear monger, okay? I don't want to compare it to other fear mongers in history, but oh. she is a fear monger. I think she has a great about. point. She sent me some articles to get ready to combat you. So the food babe and I are going to debate you, and who are you bringing in? To... I'll find somebody. Okay, we're When am have... I doing this? Well, she said she's traveling for the next couple weeks, right. and then after that. Good. After that, I'll get someone lined up by then. Okay, good, because um, we're going to take you on. I think she's great. I think the food babe has great points. And I think here's the thing. I agree with you that there are, that if we want certain foods at our disposal all the time, then we have to get used to having mm-hmm. chemicals. But here's my issue. Those companies should disclose to you in in fine print, not but in fine natural, print, in though. big print. But they're natural. People just don't understand that. Like she's there trying to say that there's wood chips. No, 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 no. 
they can use any sort of particle. You're talking about a leftover stem from here, a shaving from there. They can make cellulose out of that, right? It's still the same natural ingredient, just done a different way. But they're choosing a different cellulose at, than a natural at, no, way. No, that's not. And that's a natural one they're using. That's the whole thing. That's still natural. You can eat wood. As a human, you can digest wood. Hate to break it to you. You can't. Like, it needs to be processed properly. Look at, look at if I gave you water and I gave you flour, okay, mm -hmm. you would survive maybe three, five days max, okay, eating flour and eating water. But yet, if I can somehow process this, okay, you know, with some fire, maybe some work with my hands to work it in to get the gluten there, all of a sudden I can make you bread and you can live infinitely off making bread off that. That is a process, okay? The same way that they make cellulose, it's a natural process. People just are too stupid to realize that. Okay, well, I disagree because I do have, I have some issues with the chemicals Boom, that are in food. Tell me you thought of a better argument than that bread one. I stole that from a movie, by the way. <laughs> I watched the documentary this week, and I was like, I on am what? stealing that. What documentary? This is a new one on uh, Netflix, like Foods or I want to write this down. It's pretty awesome. I cooked. Okay, fine. I don't know. I'll have to look it up again. I'll tell you. No, that's fine. I'm going to do a crap load of research, believe me. Can't wait. Before this, and Can't I will be ready. Can't wait to hear what a blogger has to say. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm, I'm a blogger as well, and I support bloggers, and I think she's great, and I think also it's fine what you're saying, but here's the thing is we have so we live with so many additives, so many chemicals in our environments, whether it's what's in your couch and you're sitting on and exposing your kid to every day, and plus what we eat, that all together, you can't tell me isn't yeah, causing cancer and other things. You but can't. It's, but you and the food, babe, are the main issues here, though. Because do you know how to make pasta? Uh, yes, I could figure out how to make pasta. Could you I don't make fresh have the, pasta? The utensils you at home. You can make fresh pasta. Yes, absolutely. Do you know how to do that? Do you know how to make a fresh sauce right now? That's the whole thing is you don't. A marinara like, sauce? I, I could look it up, but no, that's the whole point. <laughs> You're going to look it up, and they're going to tell you to go buy a can of tomatoes, a can of this, like <laughs> seasonings like this. Sammy, I could get online and Google how to make fresh-made pasta, and I could follow the but instructions and do it. you're going to make it one time, and it's going to be disgusting because most people don't know what they're doing. You're going to be like, oh, this isn't good anymore. Then you're going to go back to the other stuff. I get what you're saying. People can't have it both ways. You can't go. If we were going to cook like that, that's back in the day when people stayed home all day and mm -hmm. a woman like cooked for seven hours to prepare dinner. No, one's, granted, no one wants to do that anymore. As a modern day woman myself, I do stay at home and cook for seven <laughs> hours some days, but I feel like most other women don't. Yeah, but you do. but yeah, because you sacrifice other things like you don't shower and then you cook or something. Because my shower is six and a half hours. You're right. <laughs> Busted. It's that and other things. Anyway, she will be on and we will continue this conversation. And I feel very confident that between her article, she's going to send me in my own knowledge and research we will be you like for instance this weekend you know what i really wanted to get some ice cream but i was thinking man there's probably gonna be a lot of shit in that ice cream so guess what i did made my own hazelnut gelato at home <gasps> oh my god you didn't bring me any i love we crushed that ice shit cream. we crushed that shit on oh, sunday my god i love homemade ice cream and so. I, i'm doing better too with it now that i take my probiotic oh no more known as much gas anymore huh <laughs> thank you yep little known fact sarah gets farty with ice cream <laughs> Next story. Okay, not true. Um, all right, we have a lot to cover, by the way, and we also have to circle back because um, I had sort of said this and, and pitched on um, Thursday that a, the most mail email we'd ever mm -hmm. received was about our conversation on addiction. And there were some drugs out 
Bupoxin, I believe, is one. Suboxin. Suboxin, and then there's another one, buparafin or something. I'll I'll bring back up the article. I'm okay. not saying it correctly. Uh, which definitely, I, we're not saying it correctly. I no. know it's no shock, but anyway, we got the most email about that because Sammy and I had very polarizing views. So we'll get back to that. We'll read some of your emails, and then we also have a woman on who actually was so heated about it wants to be on the phone. So we're gonna call her and have her say her side of it, whether mm-hmm. she agrees with Sammy or with me. Also, um, I want to talk about too. Do you think that professional athletes making twenty million dollars a year need to be in shape uh i mean this guy i think he's hysterical that he's not um okay great because i want to hear your opinions this was a social media this has been going nuts it's spring training and this involves baseball so i'll tell you who that is and and what people are saying online also i can't decide if this tactic a ceo has a secret test to interviewing future employees or possible future employees. And he actually says that you're being tested all the time in job interviews. I actually kind of enjoy this, but I think the CEO is a dick, though, for it. Is it a dick move or is it genius? I mean, it's... I can't decide. I'm balanced. It depends on how I did on it. If I failed at it, I think he was a dick. If I did really well, I think he was a genius. Um, So I want to talk about those. There's some other things, too, in case you miss them online. Um, One of my favorite... Favorite audio clips. Do you have Flossie Dickie ready to go? Flossie Dickie? Oh, I do. (laughs) I hope you've seen the 110-year-old who gives the interview, of the best interview of all time, talking about, uh, she does this to Good Day Spokane. And she's giving Spokane like tips on how to stay like alive to she's 110. She's a great, great, great grandmother. This is amazing. 110 years old, and this poor interviewer, this poor reporter, is trying to interview. Oh, she's her. in such a bad mood. And this is when they're talking about uh, <laughs> the fact they're actually throwing her birthday party later on. Sammy, okay, you got it. Later today, Flossie's family is going to be coming out here to throw you a big birthday party. Are you excited <laughs> for your party? Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> what would you ra- you would rather be taking a nap, huh? Oh my goodness. She just ignores her. Anyway, I'm here with Chris Barr. Chris, you have known Fossey. Come on in here. Come on yes. in here. Well, I know there's, uh, there's a bit of a delay here, but stay with me. Can Matt, you ask, are you going to say something? Can you ask Flossie, uh, 110, obviously she knows a few secrets here. What is the key to live that long? Yes, I've been trying to get that out of her. Flossie, the people on TV want to know what the secret is to being able to live so long. I don't know. I don't fight it. I live it. She doesn't fight it. She lives it. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's Uh, one of the best. Because she is so awkwardly silent. Like, she just looks at you. She'll acknowledge that you had a question. And she goes... I'm 110. I don't feel like answering that question. Oh, my God. Sammy, I feel like if you ever live to be... Honestly, if you live to be 60... I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> that will be... You would give an interview like that. I could just see you. Oh, absolutely. I bet she's actually sitting there. She's probably so drunk right now. Like, she was talking about how she was really tired. She needed to take, like, four <laughs> naps a day. She's 110 years old, and her name is Flossie Dickey. Flossie like, They Dickey. don't give you names like that anymore. <laughs> like, names... My- what, you have an Aunt Flossie Dickie? No, I have a grandmother named Flossie. Exactly, yeah. They don't have names like that anymore. Oh, my God. I just thought that whole thing reminded me. Like, I could just see you being 100 years old and them asking you about a birthday party and you just telling them to fuck off. Like, just like, no. So are you excited that your family's going to throw you a surprise birthday party? Here's a spoon. Eat my ass. <laughs> That's pretty much all it would be for me. How many naps do you take, Sammy Cabrosley? Uh, Depending on the day, like four or five. <laughs> This was you were supposed to answer oh, as though you were a. Uh, 
far. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, my God. Amazing. Um, I have bad news for you. Sammy, did you ever want to be an astronaut growing up? Did I ever up? want to be an astronaut? Is yeah. this like another anus joke? No, no, okay, no. Then, no, no, I never wanted no to be an anus, astronaut. No anus jokes here. Okay. Uh, well, I have sad news, though. NASA had put out a call, which actually closed last Thursday, for anybody who wanted to be an astronaut. There was yeah. an open call. Okay, mm-hmm. They were looking for the public. How many people do you think overall had submitted their resumes in hopes of joining the next NASA astronauts mm, in the U.S.? Let me guess. 18,300. Plus 4,000 in the last 24 hours. Well, why'd you read the story? Oh, shit. I thought that was show prep. <laughs> No, I'm asking you to know. Oh, okay. No, no. It's a lot of people. Like, almost over 20,000 people applied. And first off, I think a lot of people, just like The Voice, you know, I feel like they were just kind of doing their own thing of, like, American Idol or The Voice. A lot of people have zero business ever, ever, ever being on stage or ever being in a, in a, in a space shuttle. Oh, yeah? Sent in applications. Well, here's the sad news, is they whittle it down to like two or 300 people that they actually will bring in for an interview, and then from that, only 120 will actually advance to the final sort of, That's I don't, it's not even really a competition. Final. That's just for the final, yeah, and from there, about 14 new astronauts uh, will be selected and actually go through training by 2017. So your odds are not very good, kind of like winning the lottery. I didn't even think, I mean... That's one of those things, if you'd asked me if I wanted to be an astronaut, I have no interest. Mm-hmm. I would love to see the, the Earth from outer space one day, but I don't want to do any of the training. You would? I don't. Of course. Who wouldn't? Like, if they, like, had, like... I don't really care. Like, if all of a sudden they offered, you know, like, oh, I you don't. can pay, like, you know, $30,000 and go see the Earth. I would go to outer space. Would you? If I was, like, old and rich, fuck yeah, man. I don't I, know. I'm Nothing. a traveler, though. I like to travel. Like, I go to random places all the time. I eat street foods from everywhere. You know, I just... Yeah, as I do I. To. You do not, Sarah. I love to travel. I don't eat street no, foods. No, you don't. Do not... Do you not Intercontinental travel does not count. <laughs> I've gone overseas many times. Ireland. Ireland. I lived there for a year. Barcelona. Uh, I've been to Italy twice. Mm-hmm. France. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, don't be saying that I don't go anywhere. I didn't Norway. say Norway. I didn't say you didn't go anywhere. I just said that, you know, I prefer to travel more than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this because I feel like I'm not going to get on my high horse here about women's issues. I'm not going to go there. I was going to say, because you're already feeling feisty, I can tell. Let's go. <laughs> but I want to know, this would never, by the way, fly. This story would never fly if this was a woman. So a lot of online chatter, and I was actually talking about this this morning when I was doing Fox 5. Pablo Sandoval plays third base for the Red Sox, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Not the Redskins. The Redskins? No, the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's been a lot of online chatter over the past couple of days about his weight. And if, in fact, the Red Sox management had told him that he needed to lose weight in the offseason. He shows up to spring p- training camp, and a couple of pictures have gone viral. And he's actually looks like he's gained weight. I mean, he looks like me with my shirt off. I mean, not as bad. I don't um, think that bad. I don't think he's so. He's a little bit bigger. So he, by the way, signed a $95 million contract. Do you think a professional athlete that there's an expectation for them to be in shape? No, absolutely not. They really? Are, they are professional athletes, okay? Like, All right, do you... I expect my doctor to be more in shape than I do a professional athlete. That's No, that's totally biased. Their you can't goal, do that. Their goal as a professional athlete is to take this ball and to put this ball from point A to point B and whatever frickin' fashion they do. That's all they do, right? They're not, it's not that hard. Now, a doctor who's going to sit there and talk to me about being healthy, I expect them to be healthy as well because that means they're actually living what they preach. As long as this man can hit a ball 
and catch a ball. That's all he's got to do for his job. Who cares how fat he is? I think that if this was a female tennis player, okay, who was rather large. They wouldn't, a, they wouldn't be able to run back and forth as much, Sarah. That's not true. You can be, I've seen, I've been there. Professional, I know people. You've seen, a, you've seen a professional tennis player that is large. Not a professional tennis player. Then that's what we're talking about, isn't it? Well, it is, but I think that there's just a general, like, a um, double standard in the sense that if this was a woman, it would never fly. Nah, dude. I've watched, look, at when I sit there and I watch women's softball, yes, sometimes I watch women's softball on uh, ESPN. <laughs> like, I never complain about, like, you know, the chunky pitcher. Like, I was like, dude, she's clearly got the bigger arm. She's the strongest one. She's going to throw it fast. That makes sense. Like, bring it, bring I don't up a picture. That, I don't, I'll, trust me, there's... You think I'm not going to be able to find fat softball girls? Like, that's the easiest thing to find on Google. Professional. So. Professional. Fat. There's no professional softball, Sarah. There, well, there's got to be like a triple-A league or Here. something. And by the way, there were so many shocking things about that last statement that, A, you know how to find ESPN, and then, B, that you Sometimes watch... Sometimes I just watch it. I don't know. It's fun for me. I like the underhand pitch. It makes me think I could actually hit it. Oh, my God. You watching sports. Did you find one? Here, I guess I could Google as well. Hold on, because there's no professional uh, softball players. There we go. See, Sarah, like this girl can pitch. Let's see. Look at she plays for the Beavers too. She can pitch. You know what I okay, mean? Okay, is like, this college? Okay. Yeah. See, that's college, and see, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Like that. I mean, like, okay, that makes sense. Like, but I don't care. Like, he's he. What does he do? Doesn't he play like third base? Yeah. How often is third base really doing anything? They kind of just stand there and they get thrown the ball, and maybe they have to walk what? Maybe like ten yards, something like that. It's not that far. He doesn't have to be that in shape. He's not like he's an outfielder or something running around all the time. I just think that... It's like if you were a goalie. Like, if you were a women's goalie, I'd be like, oh, you're fat? That's actually a good idea because that way you're covering more <laughs> of the goal without having to move, you know, and all you got to do is just jump left or jump right. Like, that's easy. That doesn't bother so, yeah, me. But if you're okay. like a forward, I'd be like, okay, clearly you're running up and down, up and down. You've got to be in better shape. Okay, well, that's awesome, but I think in society where we still live with a double standard about people's image, there is no way that anyone would be comfortable with a what we might deem chunky female goaltender. Wait, hold on. First off, let's talk about this double standard and say the fact that if this was a female, there would be no way that people would be making fun of him, that this would be a podcast topic, because people would have shamed away from that so quickly, and the first person to say anything would have been trounced on so fast. If anything... It's pretty sexist that we're there talking about this fat male baseball player, and it's just like a spectacle for all to watch. <laughs> it's not a yeah, spectacle. Yeah, how about that? I just flipped it on you. And no, you, you can flip it on me all day, and I'll flip it right back, because this is not a spectacle. They're the ones putting out statements about whether or not he's been traveling with a dietitian, and that, in fact, you know, they've been following him around and monitoring his eating. So, the, sorry, the Red Sox and his own PR people are making yeah, it but a Sarah, spectacle. Have you ever, ever had a s'mores pop? Tart. Yes. They are fucking delicious. Like, <laughs> they're, they're tough. If I had they're $95 not. million dollars and I knew I could buy 95 million s'mores pop tarts, I'd be I'd be just like Pablo too. You are such a liar. They for, first of all, pop tarts taste so chemically. I'm over it. They're gross. And chemically, really? Yeah, Sarah? they are. You can taste the glucosin no and all that crap you, in there. You would all of a sudden when I sit there and I go, wait, are you telling me this isn't a real s'mores? This isn't, are you, I'm sorry, this isn't, I could have swore that when it said it expired 17 years from now, it had to be real and fresh. God, I am now, such, oh man, that's, that's, 
I should sue them. I should. I think they should put a label on there that tells me. They by should. By the way, this does not contain real marshmallow or real chocolate. They should, because you yourself would. If you had ninety-five million dollars, you'd have this like state-of-the-art kitchen. I'd buy a ton of s'mores. I'm telling you what I'd do. I'd buy a ton of pop tarts. You would make your own pop tarts, and they would be delicious. I've tried you. to make my own pop tarts. They're not as good as the as the crappy ones. I'm telling you, there's certain things no, that are just I've better shitty. Pop- there are certain things that are better shitty, and I you just won't understand because you have it in your mind about this anti-chemical thing, so now it's like more psychosomatic. I think that if you sat there, like, honestly, when I'm sitting there and I'm comparing chicken nuggets, I have made fresh chicken bites out of fresh organic, you know, farm-raised, da-da-da, chicken, fresh this, blah 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 Dude, McDonald's still kicks all their asses. Like, <laughs> it's still the best because chicken McDonald's nugget I can get. Franchise? No, they're not. Still you the always best get chicken nugget chunky I can get. bits in there. No, mm, those are so good. And they're Absolutely all like not. they only come in two shapes. I love them. Oh, gross. Uh-uh. No, I'm all about becoming more aware of what we're putting in our bodies. See, I'm nervous about this next story because I feel like this is going to go one way or the other with you about these two horses here in D.C. that work for the Army that yeah. are looking for good homes. They're looking for good homes. What? Don't you want to adopt a horse? You I just feel like, where are you going to go with this? You're probably going to want to... You wanna... think I'm going to say something about making them into glue? <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> Is that what you assumed I was going to say? <laughs> See, that would have been the easy joke. I don't like taking the easy ones. Actually, I wasn't thinking that. Okay. I was thinking that, you know, I don't know, you would say something else about... Um, I thought you'd be on the side of a lot of the people that are opposing this, saying that the Army should take care of these service animals. Well, I mean, they should. They are the Army's possessions, like... Well, I want to know, because this, this story was on the, the Washington Post, and now it's getting a ton of backlash, just like what we were talking about. But there are two horses that have been in the Army and working. You know when there's ever a funeral where they're either burying someone yeah. at right at Arlington National mm-hmm. Cemetery or whatever? So there's always like a horse-drawn carriage for the funeral, okay? Yes. These two horses have been in service. One has a severe hoof injury that no longer allows this horse to, like, pull. The other one was a standard bred that has some behavioral issues, according to the Army, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. They, it kicked some servicemen. Now they're, like, they're fearful of taking this horse out. So they're free to a good home. You have to apply. It's a very long application process. But they are going to give these two horses to somebody who can provide a good home in these two horses can enjoy, enjoy retirement. Now, a lot of people are like, this story's a great story. How nice of the post to cover it. And like, this is such a great thing. And then other people are like, why in the hell isn't the military taking care of these animals that have done great service for the past eight years? And now they're basically pushing them off to a different home. Um, here's the thing. I know most people think I'm going to sit here and rail against the military saying that they should probably take care of these horses. Yeah. But... I honestly say that when you have to compare, if it's going to cost, you know, however many thousands of dollars to take care of these horses for the next however many years they're alive, Mm -hmm. and that money could go towards a human veteran, I'm always going to stand with the human on that one. Ooh, that's a good point. And I think people are up in arms because you have a bunch of these, you know, animal nuts that are going to sit there and think that the horse deserves a better life than someone who actually sat there and actually served our country. This horse has no idea what the hell he did. You know what I mean? It's a horse. Like, I look at my dog. People are like, but your dog, he's so smart. I go, no, no, no. My dog is stupid. He does two things. Lick himself and try and steal garbage. That's all he can do. That's all his, like, mind, that's all his mind has the capacity to do. These horses could do one thing. They didn't realize that they were there serving our country. No. They were just pulling a carriage because they had to. And I'd say, great, get rid of the horses, take that money that you could have, you know, that you're going to spend on taking care of these guys and put it towards something better. 
Well, that's what they're trying to do. I mean, the Army isn't saying that it's a cost-saving measure. They're just saying to a good home. The horses' names are Kennedy and Quincy. Mm, I get that. Presidents. Kennedy and Quincy are the horses' names. And you can apply if you're interested. Uh, they are available on... The application is available. It's a six-page process, which mm. seems insane. Um, if you go to www.army.mil slash old guard, you can actually apply to adopt one of the horses. They've already had thousands of applications, by the way. But, you know, you're, you may have the perfect situation. One of them needs some medical attention. <laughs> Well, that was really good. I wasn't sure where you were going to go. Yeah, no, that. don't worry, don't worry. I agree. Get rid of the horses. I bet they could definitely make some glue out of that. I mean, that's like, think about it. Some guy would pay so much money for that. What are you talking about? Think about, about it. I'm just, I'm just no. throwing it out there. Why would they pay for glue? Because people are crazy. They would definitely be like, oh, this actually, this this glue <laughs> served our country. <laughs> this glue served our country. Okay. Think about it. The president could use it. I'm just throwing it out there as an idea. You don't have to actually take it for what it is. I'm just, you know, just like I say during all of our idea means, just like a monkey, just throwing shit, hoping something sticks. I just feel like we'll sell these commemorative glue sticks. Yeah, yeah I can't <laughs> like wait. It's so wrong. It would just be so wrong. Like you would just have a, you know, a mil- like the horse's face on the glue stick, on like the actual commemorative. Glue box, that way you know, I'm like, oh, this was Quincy. Oh my. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> that is so wrong. Hey, if you ever have a kid, and and when we get really rich, like when we're ridiculously wealthy. Yeah, and okay? I can send my kid to prep school all day and all year. Well, I was thinking this. Would you ever get your child at the age of 11 a $200 facial? A $200 facial at 11 years old? Yeah. Is it like one time is like... Oh, hey, you and mommy are going out Mm-mm. for something crazy. This is a regular occurrence. No, uh, it, it happens every couple of months. No, hell no. Kids don't know. They're 11 years old. Kids know. No, they do not. Like, I, I remember at my cousin's wedding, there was this little 11-year-old girl, like maybe 11, 12-years-old girl. Okay. I was walking around, and she had the thickest mustache. Like, she has really dark hair, and so oh. that mustache was showing. She had no clue. And I was like, you do realize that if you, if you were, if you were like, six years older and a man, you'd have to shave that regularly, right? <laughs> that is so wrong. Let her be like, in. Exactly. That's kids true. Don't Let know. her be kids, innocent. Kids don't know. So why are you taking your daughter to a $200 facial when you could probably just sit there, put her at home, put a hot towel on her face, and make her sit there with her eyes closed for 30 minutes and be like, there you go. <laughs> Look at that facial. (laughs) Look at that. Now you look beautiful just like mommy. (laughs) You princess, you. Kids are stupid. Like no, that's what you do. Not. Yes, they are. My nieces are so dumb. I mine are. Mine is it? She's mine are like really aware. Mm, that's what you think. But then if you really sat there and took a step back, because see, you're in awe because they're you know they're related to you. You're really into that because you saw them grow and you see how they've been changing, how they develop. I take a step back and I go, if I was comparing myself to you on the street, you're stupid, kid. <laughs> Like, you are clearly not developed enough. I could pull tricks around you all day long. I'm like, surprised your niece, though, with the light mustache. Is she not the main She's not fun my of- niece. She's, like, some friend of the family that was there. Oh, has she been? I feel like kids become aware of that stuff, and they pick on you I for don't having know, your maybe, mustache. But maybe not. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, she was rocking it. She was rocking well, it we've, steady. Well, we've worked with adult women who have a full mustache. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> we have. Former HR person at 107.3 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had a serious, I mean, it was, that made mine. I'll just say this, and I'm very self-conscious now, thanks to you, when I meet 
people and listeners in public, I'm always thinking, God, are they staring at my mustache? Are they looking for it? Because you make it out like I have this 14-year-old boy stash, which I don't. Sarah, if you have a little bit of a mustache, she would be, let's say, closer to Tom Selleck. <laughs> like, she would be on that Burt Reynolds, oh my like, God. you know. People, we should have, did you ever snap a photo of her maybe when she wasn't looking? Because I'm telling you, it was oh, no. epic. I was so afraid of her because every time she looked in me in the eyes, I could tell, I could steal, I could tell she was stealing my soul. <laughs> well, she was trying to fire you yeah, all she the time. always, always trying to fire me. Well, she finally got her wish. She... <laughs> God, she had such a stash. Well, anyway, the point of this story was Gwyneth Paltrow, according to the Mirror, is now going for regular facials. The facials cost upwards of $200 with her 11-year-old daughter, Apple. Her daughter, Apple, is stunning, by the way. Have you seen this kid? Oh, God. You you don't think Apple's gorgeous? Ooh, sorry. I mean, no, because she's like seven years old, Sarah. I don't think a child is gorgeous. Oh, (laughs) sorry, sorry. She looks much older. That was a setup. I didn't mean to put you on the. You trying to get Subway to endorse you now? Oh my god! Oh, was it too soon? Too soon for that one? Oh shit! Sorry. All right, I take that back. I do love your six dollar a month foot long special. Goddamn funny today! Oh my god! I Subway, please be a sponsor, dude. We're ready. Look, it's clearly Sarah's trying to get me ready. (laughs) What do you think about this eleven year old, Sammy? I'm so sorry. I'm just saying for anyone that's seen a picture, this kid is gorgeous. She's beautiful. Anyway, she's been getting seeing a top Hollywood beauty therapist for $200 facials. They, According to the Mirror, they say that Gwyneth Paltrow, of course, is very into taking care of herself, and skin is very important. She's, mm-hmm. quote, into her health. So, of course, naturally, she wants her kids to be as well. Gwyneth sucks. I'm just trying to wonder, like, when I'm that rich. If it was anybody, can I tell you here's also my issue with that story? If I would do that. If it was anybody else, it was like, oh, a random woman in Long Island. She's taking her daughter for a $2,000 fish. I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's her money. Let her do with it. But the fact that it's Gwyneth Paltrow, I'm like, that bitch. Like, I just have this, I just have like this, this distaste for Gwyneth Paltrow, like I think most people do, because she's so condescending in everything she does and everything she says. Goop.com, everybody. Goop.com. God, there's so many things I want to talk about. Um, and we're not even going to have enough time. I know. <laughs> That's the wrap up. I know. Because uh, I also, you know what, fine. We can save this for tomorrow's show, the whole story about Sammy and I are going for a new, another job interview. And the next step is they want to meet Sammy, which is very scary. Very, very scary. And you're scary. supposed to write them in email okay fine we can discuss that tomorrow because i have to hit this this um ceo and then we need to talk about the addiction stuff really quickly so a ceo for schwab for charles schwab investment says that he has a test when he's interviewing potential future employees okay Mm -hmm. that test is that he interviews job candidates specifically over breakfast and then he goes to the restaurant prior to the interview and asks the restaurant to mess up the order he tells them i'll pay you more i'll add a little tip but i want you to mess up this candidate's breakfast and he's actually looking for the person's reaction he says that what it comes down to ultimately in business aside from your education and all that is your heart okay and in serious situations it's your heart instead of your head that matters so he says i like to see the exchange that goes down when this candidate realizes that their breakfast has been fucked up I don't know. Here, my what only, do you think about this? He says it's issue, very telling. My only issue with that is that it's not very telling. Like, it's just a breakfast. You know what I mean? How is that really going to say? Because in, cause I think that in an actual serious business situation, you don't want to be there and be like, hey, 
So I think I ordered turkey bacon, and I think this is regular bacon. Any way that you could possibly just fix that for me? I really appreciate See, it. I know you guys are busy. Like, that's not how real business works. Real business is like, yo, Johnson, what the F? Get this S done right now, mother effer. That's how it normally goes. Like, so I don't find it to be, I don't know what this guy's looking for, but I don't feel like he's really going to find it by ordering my well, breakfast Well, I mean, wrong. I feel like you'd probably fail this. Yeah, of course I would. I'd tell him to eat my, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Did I really order yogurt? Do I look like a moron who would order yogurt? No, I don't order yogurt. I think this is a fabulous test. I don't really like tests. I really don't. I think it's very cheesy. I think, um, but I get what he's saying. Is there something to like figuring out what's what people are truly like? And the reality is, when you're on a job interview, you're at your best. Like you're always on your best behavior. Well, you're supposed to be. It's a job interview. <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to show him exactly what I can be, and then show up my first day and show him actually what I'm going to be. <laughs> That's not good. Then that's a nightmare. So the only way to really, I feel like that is true. The only way to really understand somebody is to get them in a situation like that. I don't know. I, I kind of like this. I think this is interesting. Really? So all of a sudden you're out to like, you know, this, this new job opportunity takes you out for breakfast and they purposely screw up your order. Mm -hmm. No way, dude. You're going to be tired. You've just traveled in. All you want to do is get done with this stupid ass interview. The last thing you want is something to, you know give you like you know bacon egg and cheese on a on a biscuit when all you wanted was a yogurt parfait no i think it's great because i can already tell you right now i wouldn't have a problem with this it's food i would just send it back and i would have no problem and just say hey I, I think you got my order messed up but i think you can tell a lot from someone who treats a waiter or waitress with no respect that person is a jerk and you can tell a lot by a by a ceo that thinks that food is just something to be wasted and will frivolously <laughs> ruin people's orders and have it thrown away see to me in my head I would actually walk out of that interview and be like, this guy clearly does not know how to run a company. He's just tossing money left and right like it doesn't mean anything. He clearly doesn't care about the environment, nor poor people, because he's wasting all this food just for some stupid interview. I would probably walk out and tell him, bitch, I should own you. <laughs> well, there goes the Charles Schwab advertisement. <laughs> oh, sorry, Charles. <laughs> yeah, well, screw Chuck, I guess, yeah. is really our motto. So, I don't know. I kind of liked this. I thought it was cool. I don't know. Joe, you're in business. What do you think? Bowtie Joe. Bye tie Joe. Which Joe, you're... thumbs up if you think he's a dick. Thumbs down if you think he's awesome. Thumbs in the you're middle. In the middle. Right. You're in the yeah, middle. You're in the okay. middle. Okay. Fair in the middle. enough. Fair enough. So last week, and are you doing, you're doing just the tip. Do you want me? Well, we're out of time. I got to do it tomorrow now, Sarah. Oh, no. No. We are out of time. We're so over right now. No, no. We no. have to get this phone call still. We got to call her. I know. You can make it just the tip two minutes, but I guess. No, I don't want my tip just to be two minutes. This is exactly why I get rumors about me wearing small tuxedos, Sarah. <laughs> All right. Well, first, let me talk about this. So last week on the show, we had talked about the addiction uh, story, yes. which came out with the Washington Post. OK, there's a lot of controversy going right out right now between therapists, doctors, Narcotics Anonymous, because they're coming out with drugs to treat drug addicts. And some um, recovery centers are actually using these drugs, Suboxone. Uh, we just got to ask her. I keep on forgetting the names. Yes. So I want to read you a couple of the emails just really quickly, some highlights, because mm -hmm. people were not happy about the conversation. They either sided with you, because you said Narcotics Anonymous and AA can potentially be a cult. It is. It's not. But whatever. It's not. And then you also said that you don't think that drug addicts should be treated with drugs. 
which I thought was amazing. I thought you'd side the other way. No, because you're, you're again, like I'll, you're, you are <clears throat> trading an addiction for an addiction. Well, this is from Anita. Uh, she says, I love the podcast. By the way, I think you have every right to be interested in other people's addictions. You also accuse me of, of wanting to be interested in other people's addictions, which I shouldn't be. Sammy's hilarious, but I thought he was way too harsh on you. I've never, ever tried drugs. I'm one of the few where the school's D.A.R.E. program actually worked. Um, but See, I, where I looked at the D.A.R.E. program, I was like, oh, you dare me to do drugs? I, okay, I'll do it. Anyway, he just says that uh, you never see normal functioning druggies, as Sammy claims. This is from Anita. I've only seen bad stories and the addict. She also says the addict is the last to know. Uh, hi, Sarah. Just finished listening to the addiction discussion on yesterday's podcast. I agree with, with what Sammy is saying in that, yes, in addition to actually detoxing, people need the counseling part so they can actually get over the issue that they have used drugs to quiet some sort of emotional issue. Uh, as far as Sammy's remarks, that AA and NA are cult-like? I disagree in that. I don't think religion is cult-like. Can a church get out of hand in culty? Yes, Westboro Baptist Church. Would you then describe all religion as a quote? Of course not. That's from Gina. And by the way, Gina Carey is a treatment consultant. So I'm going to give out her information if anyone's listening to this podcast. So if you'd like a religious treatment, call Gina. No, That's don't. exactly what she's advertising. She's a part of the American Addiction Centers. Okay, so I'll give it to you right now. Gina Carey is her name. She has a 24-hour hotline, hotline and helpline. If you or anybody you know feels like you are an addict and need help, it's 866-53-SOBER. Also, her email is gcarey, C-A-R-E-Y, at contactaac.com. If you need counseling, she is your woman. Then lastly, Lisa. Lisa uh, is the one who we're going to call yeah. here in a second, um, and she says, I want to start off by telling you guys I absolutely love, love, love the podcast, um, but she says, the main reason I'm writing you is because of the heated conversation about addiction. I'm a, a recovering addict, but I use the term recovering lightly. I'm also one of the people that is on one of the drugs you mentioned in this story, Sapoxin, which is medication you brought up. I don't use drugs anymore, but guess what? Now I'm addicted to Sapoxin. I have very strong feelings on this. I'd be happy to call in, but I don't think that addicts should be treated with drugs. So, Lisa, you have strong feelings on this. I re-listened to the episode the other day, and uh, or yesterday, and I just, you know, Sammy's dead on some stuff he was saying, actually. All right, well, hold on, hold on. All right, ready? Okay, now we're getting good levels. Okay, okay. now we're good levels. Okay, Sarah, start again. Uh, Lisa is on the phone this morning um, for the Hey Fresh podcast, and Lisa sent me a couple emails. We've been going back and forth, and you have such an interesting story, and you wanted to share your opinions on the addiction topic. We actually talked about this addiction topic. Um, was it last week, Sammy, or the week before? It was last week, wasn't last, it? Yeah, it was last week. So, um... We, you know, we were talking about, should you use a drug to treat addicts? And Lisa, you sent me the most amazing email that you've been listening to the podcast and you're in recovery, but you kind of use, use that word lightly because you've actually been on a drug, right? To treat your drug addiction? Yes, and it was the drug that you spoke about. It's actually pronounced buprenorphine. Okay. Um, okay, wait, say it again. It's, it's Suboxone it's... is the name brand. Oh, Suboxone, it. okay. Yes. Okay, keep going. So you've been on that for how long? Um, I've been on it for over six years. Um, I originally, I had a problem with taking pain pills. It started like most people, the doctor prescribed. And then um, in order to get clean, there was this miracle drug, Suboxone. So at the time, it sounded like, you know, what a great thing. And also, it's still a new drug. Um, 
So the whole thing was with methadone, like there was a choice, methadone or suboxone. Methadone, from what I understood, that basically, you know, not to upsetting by this little methadone, but that makes you high. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you still get a euphoric feeling from it. Um, suboxone is a little bit different. You don't get a euphoric feeling, but like it just makes you feel normal. But the thing is, there's a catch-22 to that. It makes you feel normal, but guess what? If I didn't take suboxone today, tomorrow or the next day, I would go through withdrawals worse than uh, taking pain medicine. Um, and wow. that's not something they, you know, that they tell people. And also, I think originally when suboxone came out, it was meant for people to take them a short period of time. Um, some places even just prescribe it, like in rehab, you know, they'll put you on it to get you through uh, detox and then they take you off it. So um, now it's more like a long-term medication and they're keeping people on it. I mean, I've been on it for six years, which any doctor will tell you is outrageous. Um, I know people that have been on it for 10, 11 years because they're so scared, at least in my case, I'm so scared to come off of it because, the, I mean, you could be in serious withdrawal for like three weeks. So Lisa, you were saying in the email and, you know, Sammy was saying no to not treat addicts with drugs. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And um, the success rate of people taking suboxone and not relapsing is great, but you're just replacing it with something else. With another addiction. You're replacing addiction right, with another exactly. addiction. Which exactly. I, which another I feel like addiction. a lot of these programs, that's all they're doing is they're taking advantage of people's addictive mm. personalities and addictive behaviors and just saying, hey, you know what? What if we got them addicted to something else that wasn't as harmful as, you know, pain pills or wasn't as harmful as heroin or something like that? Exactly. So, yeah, because if you saw me on the street, you wouldn't think I was going, I, I don't have any, you know, I, there's no euphoric feeling with Suboxone. It makes me feel as normal as, you know, you, you know, when I take it, I don't get any euphoric effect from it. But if you take it away, then I'm going to be sick as a dog. Lisa, what's your thought then on Narcotics Anonymous? You know, I got, we were talking about this. We just got the most email ever on this episode talking about addiction. <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, because I think Sammy's opinion was pretty strong. But I will tell you, when I, I went to detox and then I went to inpatient rehab and I was so ready to get clean, I would have done anything. If you would have told me to stand on my head and that was going to keep me clean, I would have done it. And the. The rehab that I went to, they were big on Narcotics Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous, and they tell you to do 90 and 90, mm -hmm. which is 90 meetings in 90 days, and I did it. I did every single meeting I was supposed to go to, and, you know, I was welcomed with open arms and stuff like that, but I just, I kind of have to agree with Sammy about they just, it's, uh, the one thing that really bothered me is, you know, with me taking Suboxone and being new and not really understanding, they don't consider you clean. So you can still get up and get your chips and get your clean time and stuff like that, but they will tell you once you're in the program for a little bit that you're not technically clean. Because you're still doing it. Yeah. Exactly. Now, right. is there any sort of like when they when they get you started off on something like Suboxone, right? Is there is there an actual end plan to their game at all or no? Well, typically yes, but you got to understand like so the originally when I was put on it, I was in a hospital detoxing, mm -hmm. and then that paperwork went to the rehab. And then the rehab went to the psychiatrist that I see now, and he's really good. He he doesn't, in so many better words, like he doesn't play into my bullshit as an addict, you know yeah. what I mean? And he, you know, I'm coming, finally coming off of it, um, and he's really good about that. But there's, the plan is supposed to be, if you talk to a doctor, they would tell you, you're not supposed to be on it long term because then you're in a situation where I'm in, and you're six years in before you know it. 
and the longer you're on it, the you know the worse it is. And plus, it's a new drug, and there's side effects that you know that they didn't know about before because so it was so new. The plan is for you now, Lisa, is to slowly detox off this, and then Correct. you just keep working with the therapist as far as dealing with. Because I think that's the biggest thing, and I think that's. For me, with my brother who's in AA and has been very successful in AA, I mean, once you, you know, he would consider himself, he's an alcoholic, he's an addict, you know, like, and there is behaviors that go along with that. So I feel like that's what's good about the program is they do call bullshit on that. But if you have a good therapist, do you feel like that's strong enough to keep you sober? Um, I do. Yeah, I do. I think that's the thing with Narcotics Anonymous. It's, you know, it works for a lot of people. Um... And, there, you know, I have nothing really bad to say about it, but I just don't think it's for everybody. You know, when gotcha. I, you know, had two kids and was working 10 hours a day and was still, you know, had to go to the meetings three times a week and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. that's honestly why I stopped going, because it just became exhausting. Right. You know, and I know that's kind of a pop-out, but that's, you know, basically the reason that I stopped. But the one thing that scared me is they tell you, they drill it in your head over and over and over again. If you don't come to these meetings, you won't stay clean. If you don't come to these meetings, you're going to relapse. You know, they drilled that in my head, and I was almost scared to stop going to them. But guess what? I mean, I stopped going, and I stayed clean. But that's just, for me, that doesn't mean that works for everybody. Mm -hmm. But they tell you, like, in those programs, addicts, we have to fill that void. Yeah. Once you take drugs or alcohol away, we have to put something else there whether it be healthy or not healthy, and it's going to be like that forever. Well, it's like with anything. Like, I always tell people this, like with cigarette smoking. I was like, ah, oh, my biggest issue when I think about quitting cigarette smoke is what am I going to do when I'm walking down the street? Like, I feel like I fill up so much of my day, like, just like, you know, smoking a cigarette, feeling that, you know, fitting that nicotine habit, that that's kind of the one thing that I feel like, you know, you can be addicted to, just filling in those gaps of time. And like, I used to be this, or I used to think this way, or for this time I was this way, and now you don't have that right. anymore. Right, That's exactly. so, we have to get like a, maybe we need to talk to your psychologist. I feel like we have to get, I have so many like serious questions. Cause like for me and <laughs> Sammy's like filling the void with smoking. I'm like, but Sammy's a smart, there's a, there's a, becomes a level where you feel the need, like the addiction part kicks in. But I don't know. I feel like at some some people can override that at some point and realize slow down and realize what your the consequences of the action. But not every addict. Yeah. I mean, that's different for every addict. Oh um, well, yeah, and that's not. I'm gonna. I'll be straight up with you. You know, my willpower sucks, and I do like I explained in my email. I get addicted to the most random, ridiculous things, and I don't realize it until I'm deep in it. Like, like when I came out of rehab, I got addicted to those five hour energies. I mean, it's so stupid, but like, you know, I didn't realize until I was like hiding it from my boyfriend and hiding the empty bottles all over the house because wow. I didn't want him to like just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so ridiculous or scratch off, you know, it's, that's how I realized once I have an issue with something as I start hiding it. and that's how I really, you know what I mean? Then I'm like, okay, well maybe this is an issue. And then I do catch myself and I stop, but no, I it's... get, you know. You need it. You do. You need help the rest of your life, whatever that program is. Right. That's yeah. Right. Lisa, we freaking love you. Tell us really quickly. How did you discover the podcast? Oh, do you really want me to tell you? Yeah, we don't care. I, 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 OK, I'll tell you honestly. So like I explained in my email, I, I was a longtime teen show fan mm -hmm. and I listened to the Kane Show on um, their podcast because I go into work at 11, so I don't ever catch their show live. So I never got to hear you guys on Sarah Ty and Mel. 
So I had followed you on uh, Twitter when all the drama was going down with King getting his divorce and stuff like that, and then the, you guys lost the show. <laughs> and then I went on the podcast to listen, and I'll be honest, like I originally went on there to listen to like, you know, with the kind of smug attitude, like, what is this, you know? And I fell in love. You know, I honestly, like, I don't even really listen to the Kane show on the podcast anymore. The only time I do is when you guys don't have, like, a new episode <laughs> to listen to. Oh, my God. We're so And that's what is honest. I mean, I cannot believe I'm getting that out. <laughs> that's the truth. I stumbled upon you guys in kind of a smug way, but I forgot how much I missed you and Sammy. Like, you guys are so real. Well, thank it's you so much. We appreciate thing, it. And I love what you guys are doing. Ah, Lisa, thank you so, so much. I just have the best feeling, and I do. I feel like all these steps and everything we're kind of leading to, like Sammy and I, just, I'm like, that's just it. We just have to do this. We have the chemistry. We've got it. So thank you so much, Lisa. Yeah. We love you. Thanks, Lisa, for enjoying Sarah, the, the Hey Fresh podcast responsibly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, See. Lisa. Bye. Our outro song. That means we're officially done, Sarah. It's our outro song. It's officially done. Hey, follow us, by the way, on all of our social medias. Snapchat, it's Hey Fresh Show. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love this. Yep, I knew he'd love that part, too. All right, guys. We'll see you okay, later. By the way, if you want to add anything or you have a story, a guest that we should have on, email. We'll play this whole song tomorrow. It's Sarah with an H at HayFrage.com. Email me anytime. Bye, everybody.